The following podcast may contain spoilers, profanity, and views or opinions that may not be representative of the author's intent of the articles discussed. We don't always take ourselves or the subject matter seriously either. Listener discretion is advised. The following is a Galactic Netcast production. For more, go to GNCasts.com. The Force is strong with us, and we hope it is strong with you. Welcome to another edition of the new Jedi Archives with Zach Hagenbusher and Ben Schultz. Hello, Zach. Why, hello, Ben. And hello, Matt. Hi, guys. It's Matt Fazette. I'm still alive. He is still alive, and he is back on the new Jedi Archives for our very special 50th episode celebration. Has it really been 50 episodes? 50th episode. Not counting special releases. This is our 50th episode of the show. Oh. You don't even have any Ewok music queued up for Gungan drummers or anything? Uh, no. I tried to hire a group of performers, and they said, not a chance in hell. Ah, could, could we sing the Yub Yub song? Yeah, that was the thing. I wanted them to perform <laughs> Yub Nub, and they wouldn't do it. So nah. they said, they said uh, re-release, special edition, celebration theme only. And I said, well, Matt is not going to go for that, nope. so just nope. save your time. There is very little about the special editions I like. Right, I, I knew that. See? We're we're trying to have a real party here, and I think we got a party going on. I've got a I got a couple drinks. Ben's wearing his make anodizing great again hat, and I'm shirtless. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> which which <laughs> makes it so I can't stand up for this entire episode. <laughs> uh, we want to thank you for joining us once again, uh, whether it's the first time you are joining us or the fiftieth time you are joining us. Uh, we are on or any number in between. That's right. We are Spreaker. Uh, we are on Spreaker.com, the original home of this podcast. Except twenty-seven. Anybody who's listening for the 27th time, they can go straight to hell. <laughs> we are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you are going to get your podcasts. You can get the RSS feed from Spreaker.com, I believe. Uh, and we're back and better than ever, baby. On the road to the rise of Skywalker. I want to first start this episode by stating... Over the last two episodes, I have been incorrectly stating the name of the of the ninth installment of the Skywalker saga. I was calling it Rise of the Skywalker because Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi. My mind went to Rise of the Skywalker with yep. the R word first. But get it. unfortunately, that's not the real title. The real title is The Rise of Skywalker. Right. Which I think time will tell everybody's going to call it rise of the skywalker anyway eventually who who knows who knows at this point but uh matt welcome back to the show have you been consuming star wars content since you last joined us i have been consuming star wars content uh one of my favorite things to do with my son who's going to be 10 soon we like to watch reaction videos of people watching the teaser trailer for the rise of skywalker interesting okay and i'm going to be honest with you I judge every one of those people on their reaction to Palpatine's laugh. Do okay. not tell me you are a Star Wars fan, and when that laugh happens, you look at the camera like a deer in headlights and go, is that the Joker? <laughs> Whose laugh is that? What, what was your reaction to hearing it? If I'm totally honest with you, I, I blurted out 
fuck yeah, loudly by myself in my house, and I actually got a little choked up. Because the Emperor is my absolute favorite character. Right. I just hope they aren't using the Emperor as a shark to jump. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I think that we should talk about that next time. Fair. Okay? Let's save that conversation for two weeks from now. Um, because I, I, I think that it's a very nuanced discussion that okay. we, we need to take some time to yep. think about. Um, but in the meantime... Uh, I would like to discuss what might be the most popular topic that we've ever discussed on the show. And the reason why I say that is because it is our most listened to episode. And that would be our discussion on the force, the broad nature of the force, the idea of how it is implemented in the Star Wars galaxy and the chosen one prophecy and its connection to the narrative. Uh, Because I think that in the last year and a half, almost two years since we've talked about that for the first time, there's been a lot of new information that could lead us down that path and some information that has existed for a while that I think we kind of ignored. In my opinion, the answer to that puzzle has been staring us in the face for approximately eight years. And I just didn't really think about it until recently. Okay, I want to hear what this new information is so I know if I have thought about it. Well, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. That's the main event of the show, Ben. We have to ramp up. We have to start from the beginning. You can't uh, just jam it in there. you got to <laughs> warm it up a little bit. No, you don't. <laughs> okay. All right, Ben. All right. Uh, as we go back and we look at that episode, The Power of the Force, I actually want to revisit some of the topics that we discussed in that episode specifically we started with the idea of what is the force and at that time you ben you you said well the force is an, it's an energy field that that penetrates if, us and and binds us together <laughs> and you had mentioned the belief in the force was the key to it to accessing it yeah. to accessing it and i i would personally say as of this recording in 2019 i believe you i think that that is what the force truly comes from. Is but it's gonna be a Ben was right episode. I love those. No, not necessarily. No. But I, I not also with me here, think it won't be. I also think <laughs> Remember, it, I'm middle of the road. I gotta play referee here. That's right. It's a mixture, I think, of belief and genetics. Because I, you can't introduce the idea of midichlorians, George, without you just don't introduce the idea of midichlorians. It's too late. It's too like late. The idea's been introduced. The cat is out of whoa, the way. Whoa, whoa, not necessarily. Nope. Han shot first. That's been reintroduced. Plus, plus, it could always be that uh, the Jedi were just wrong in in uh, identifying midichlorians as the way. There could be a correlation without causation. I suppose you're right, but to this point, we don't have any evidence to suggest that. I have no evidence to suggest that the Jedi Council knows what the hell they're doing. So. Okay, that's great. All I know is that Qui-Gon used a lady razor to test Anakin's blood. I don't trust how accurate that is. <laughs> right, but I, I do believe... That it is a mixture of belief and genetics because you can't just be genetically strong in the you, you know you can't just have a bunch of midichlorians flowing through your bloodstream. You have to I have. I disagree. There is a base amount of belief no, that you have I, to have. I, I no wholeheartedly disagree as well. I want to hear why you disagree. Yeah. Why don't, oh, you want to hear why I disagree, or do you want to hear why? Do you want to have Jack Zach justify his beliefs before I explain well, why uh, he's wrong? Let Let me give you my example. Anakin Skywalker. 
had only seen or heard rumors of Jedi and thought they were invincible space wizards who couldn't die. And he, he could, was also the only human that could pod race. That was the example I was going to go to first, too. So whether he believed in the Force or had only heard of the Force or maybe well, none of hang the on, above, Hang on a second. Okay. I'm not saying belief in the Force. That's not what I'm saying. Belief in what? I'm saying belief in using the Force how can you, to execute how your How can action. you believe in using something you don't believe in? That makes no sense. Well... Okay, so that's not active use of the force. That's the force flowing through you. Which, if you're genetically strong with the force, it's it's a different application. Okay, like, but but you can use the force without belief in the force. Well, he he's talking about a passive. Yes, you can. He's talking about a passive attribute score versus an active. So passively, Anakin was a hell of a pod racer, and as far as he knew, he was the only human could, he could do it because he's just good at pod racing. Right, because he was just good. Which is probably the Force, fine-tuning his reaction speed and fine-tuning his, you know, uh, ability to predict where rubble and wreckage was going to go. Right, absolutely. An active use of the Force is, I'm going to choke that guy from across the galaxy because I can see him on a TV screen. I, right. I don't disagree with what you're saying. That's just not what Zach had originally said. I know. That, it, that is what I said. No. I'm, I'm specifying what I'm trying to say. You misunderstood me. No, I, I understand what Zach was saying. He said... To actively use the force, to force push that bottle, to pull the lightsaber handle, I have to believe that I can pull that lightsaber handle to me. I have to believe I'm going to push this car. Well, we know that's true. You would have told us that. Right. Ray has to believe that she can move that mountain of boulders away from the entrance of the cave. Before you believe you can do it, before you believe that that you're strong with that force, you are doing things like flying the Millennium Falcon that you've never flown before. I actually disagree. All right, tell me why you're wrong. Okay, um, because I think that uh, I, I think that it's not that you have to believe you can do it with the force so much as you have to believe you have to not believe it's impossible, because that's Luke's problem with lifting the right. But that's that's belief. You but but his the it's not the belief that the force can. It's the belief. I need to articulate it correctly. It's you have to not be limited by your belief. You're saying that you have to actively believe you can. I don't think Ray moves those boulders because she actively believes she can move those boulders. I think she moves those boulders because she just thinks the force moves stuff and she doesn't think it's impossible. It's it's not that you believe you can. It's that nobody has told you you, you can't. can't. Right. Yeah. I don't think that it's an active belief you can. I think the, the key to it is not believing you can't. It's still belief that's the limiting factor, but I, I, I think belief is the governor on your force ability as opposed to the fuel for it sure okay okay i I agree with that yeah but you you have to have again the difference between passive and active right passively you're going to fly a millennium falcon that you've never flown before you're going to pod race the only human in the galaxy that can do it you're going to do all these things but you're not going to force pull the remote to you to turn on the tv no matter how hard i try at least once a week i try to force pull something to me right and another reason why we're going back over some of these points is because matt was not a part of the first of that first discussion so i kind of want to get his perspective on a lot of this stuff as well matt this is more of a question for you exclusively because ben and i are already on record about it fire away uh do you prefer the force with rules and what i mean by that is the force sometimes and really over the course of its history there are new force powers that show up in almost every star wars movie right right right. new things that you just think oh well i guess the force can do that 
right? Sure. Even even though they hadn't been established previously that it was able to create such an effect. Sure. Uh, so with that being said, do you prefer the Force as this kind of deus ex machina where, okay, narratively we need it to be able to do this, so let's just make it happen because it's magic? Or do you would you like a set of rules to be set on the Force like seemingly before the Disney purchase was well, was a little more hard and solid. I, I like some structure. I don't like it being used as basically a, a plot forgiving whole, right? Sure. Well, it's just the force. Well, he can do it because of the force. Well, he made a force massage. Force massage. <laughs> that is totally what I would <laughs> That would be for. an ability. I need I a would, force massage. Yes, yes. Quick. Uh, force mirage. Happy force fandom. with every force massage. I'm going to put these dice down. And Le- Leia's going to feel them in her hand. Then Kylo's going to find them on the desk. And then they're going to disappear. It just... With no rules and no structure, um, it seems like it's an easy out for narrative reasons. On the other hand, when you give something such rigid structure, I can tell you 10 zillion ways to get around any rigid rule you give me. You know, so it it would seem that if it's super rigid... Anyone who is against the Jedi, the Sith, the Force user, whatever label you want to put on them, it would take approximately the time it took for one good dump to come up with 10 different ways to get around their Force abilities. Sure. I do know that, and it still remains canon, that each Jedi, after they had studied for long enough or meditated long enough, some of them would be unlock their own special force ability right mace windu finding shatter points so on and so forth right that that was a big um in my you could correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like that was a big element of a lot of expanded universe material because they wanted to find a way to make that material worth right. your time worth right so it's yeah. like oh hey by the way mace windu's got this really awesome force technique yes right yeah. this is why he's got a purple lightsaber this is why he has a yellow light sure right um also, it does seem that the people with the really cool original force techniques weren't afraid to dabble in the dark side from time to time. So I'm, oh, just, I'm just saying. Are you saying that there may be uses to both sides of the both force? Both sides, yeah. Whoa. Both sides of the coin are good enough for 25 cents. Um, yeah, I, I like some structure. I just don't like the get-out-of-jail-free card where oh, crap, we're in this situation. What are we going to do? Well, it's a force, man. We can do anything we want. You know, then you end up with the Superman problem where it's, well, he's only he's only weak to this one thing. Well, we better install something else he's weak to. Right. You know, so. It's I, kryptonite. It's magic. It's, it, yeah. it's wait, uh, uh, it's it's something else this time. Uh, kryptonite that only comes from one planet. Well, good thing a shit ton of it crashed here. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'm 50-50 on it. I, I don't mind some structure. And I don't mind some looseness, but man, at least at least hint at it before you see it used. Okay. You know? Sure. A little bit of foreshadowing, right? If Ray would have walked up and saw Luke sitting in his hut and walked up to touch him and her hand went through him and he just looked at her and winked. Later in the movie when he did it, you could be like, Oh, I know what he's doing, he's gonna do that. But instead he just showed up with a haircut and a bottle of just for men. Right. Uh, the other thing that we, or one of the other things we talked about last time was our favorite displays of power, our favorite uses of the Force through the Star Wars saga. And this doesn't have to be 
canon material. This can be anything, really. Okay. Um, ben had picked Luke throwing his lightsaber to take out multiple opponents on swoop bikes in one massive arc. That's pretty rad. Uh, and the Jedi's use of the Force in their combat prowess in the prequel trilogy, which is maybe the only positive thing that Ben has ever said about, about the, the prequel, prequel trilogy. trilogy on this podcast. No, that's not true. You you like Ian McDiarmid's performance as Palpatine, right? Yeah. There we go. See? There's another one. Uh, I had picked Yoda lifting the X-Wing and Kylo Ren's bullet-stopping power in Force Awakens. Um, bullet-stopping slash person-freezing, because he yeah. does use it on Rey as well. Right. I think that the X-Wing, looking back on it, was the first time as a kid I went, whoa. Right, exactly. It's, right, it's like, a watermark moment. Yeah, I'm watching little green man move little green things, and then he just reaches out and picks up an X-Wing. It really hinted at what was possible with the Force. It got my attention. I loved Kylo stopping that blaster. I loved it. Uh I actually remember sitting in the theater, watching it happen, looking at my buddy Damon and just mouthing, holy shit. Yeah, exactly. It like, was n- nothing like anything we'd ever seen before no, on screen. Because now you're you're manipulating another energy rather than matter. Darth Vader could make it not affect him when it hit him. Right. But Kylo Ren prevents it from even coming close to him. Right. Uh, this is any material? Right. Not any, anything you can think of. In... I want to say it was a commercial for the Force Unleashed. The character you played pulled a Star Destroyer out yeah, of the sky. Yeah, that was uh, yep, Star Killer. Well, that, that was his code name. Yeah, Star, Star Killer. Killer. Uh, uh, that that was pretty rad. Um, Yoda does that in uh, the Jendi Tarnikovsky. Yeah, Clone Wars Two grabs a starship and uses it to bat around battle droids. Right. I did like uh, I did like <coughs> the Jedi's fighting prowess. I believe it was in the episode. Th- Three novel when Obi-Wan had to go square off against Anakin they had actually discussed why Obi-Wan was the one to go and it was because he was a master of no lightsaber forms but he was an absolute master of adaptation right he, he could flow with the fight and just do what he had to do to get through it so in text that was one of my favorites to show that like okay great yeah you've mastered all five or seven forms or whatever the Jedi would use I'm just a master of like you know, adapt and overcome. Right, a jack of all trades. Jack of all trades, right. Uh, but with that fighting prowess and as fun as it is to see a good lightsaber fight, right? I think we can all agree that, yeah, it's a fun time. And I know this is off topic, but there should have been more banter during that Obi-Wan-Anakin fight. Whenever I think about lightsaber fights, I think of, they're both back-to-back watching this, these lava rocks rain down on the bridge, and they don't say anything. Right. You know, Obi-Wan should be pleading for him. Anakin, come back. You know, you're, you're not too far gone. We can work through this. There was no hostage negotiations at all in that scene. No, because the the hostage negotiation took place on the platform. They were short. The negotiations were short. And That's they true. turned aggressive real fast. But being a Jedi, you would think the entire time you're thinking he's not gone. I loved you, Anakin. You were my brother. Well, I would probably try and talk my brother out of it the entire time I was swinging. Sure. You know? Well, maybe not mine, but somebody's. (laughs) I can understand. I've met your brother, so. Um, (laughs) Ben, do you have any out-of-material that you've consumed in the last two years? Have you seen anything else that would make your list? 
the only other thing that I can think of off the top of my head that I thought was really cool and unique was, uh, um, oh my God, uh, Ezra. Ezra's use of the Force to join with the um, animals like the Loth Cats and, and the, the Purgles, the Purgles. In, the, in his final stroke on screen. Right. Did either of you guys read the Vader comics? Uh, the newer ones from Marvel? Yeah. I've So I read the first collection of them where it was the uh, in between four and five. Sure. When he discovers that Lucas is son and, right. and that, that story arc. Sure. I've read that one. But unfortunately, I have not had a chance to see the 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 one that takes place in between three and four. If you you can look it up on YouTube, there's you know, they do voice acting and sound effects in the whole nine. They just slide from panel to panel. Darth Vader, when he builds his castle on Mustafar brings a possessed Sith artifact with him and every person he puts this helmet on gets possessed by the Sith ghost of Darth Momin I think his name is and that's where Vader finally busts open the door to the bridge between worlds the bridge between realms Vader enters the world between worlds yeah that is a huge force and that's I could be wrong I haven't read them in a long time but he steps through and sees Padme, and I think that's where it ends. That, I think that it, would, it's it's worth a watch. If I, I hope I'm wrong, I hope there's more after that. I, I'd be ecstatic right. to see more. That is that is very interesting. But because he, he builds a that castle. That would explain how Palpatine became aware of the world between worlds and why he was looking for the entrance to. Well, Palpatine gave him the helmet. Sure. Okay? So Vader brings a helmet to Mustafar, realizes it's possessed. Puts it on random clone Dinkus. They get the castle worked out, so it's a tuning fork, a, a you know, a magnet for the dark side or a focus. They try to open the door between worlds, doesn't work. Rip the castle down, do it again, and I think he does it seven or eight times, building an entirely new castle each time. I would say that one of my new favorite applications of the Force is the uh, the mental link between Kylo Ren and Rey. Oh, the mind meld. The mind meld. Yeah. Um, even though neither one of them initiate it, and who knows, perhaps that link is still established. Well, we don't. Was, we don't know. It was we'll still find established out. at the end. That's what I'm. Well, I, I think that's up to interpretation because when she looks at him as the Millennium Falcon door is closing, I'm wondering: is that her then actively shutting that off, or are they going to continue to have that link? Sure. And I think that we'll find out. Sure. Knowing that the film is going back to J.J. Abrams and who knows how much you know there are many fuck you J.J. moments in Last Jedi so to speak so there may be some fuck you Ryan Johnson moments as well (laughs) I looked at the uh, the mind meld as if you ever played Knights of the Old Republic one of the big abilities was battle meditation yes of course where she would kind of sync everyone up and get everybody you know doing everything in the right right. yeah yeah yeah. I kind of thought it was a not an homage to that, but a version of it. Right. And I thought that it was a brilliant... It was just a brilliant narrative way to connect these two characters. It Because so much of Star Wars is black and white. It's right. the villains and the heroes. And the villains are clearly the villains. And the heroes are clearly the heroes. And I think that these newer films have done a good job of giving, especially in, in the character of Kylo Ren, giving a someone who we're supposed to see as, quote-unquote, the villain a much more nuanced backstory. And I think that allowing him to communicate with Ray in a way that neither of them can, you know, initially she's like, 
you're a you're a murderous snake. Like, yo, I hate you. I can't believe you killed this person. But of course, because they're linked without that, you know, basically neither one of them necessarily wants to be linked, which is an sure. unfortunate piece of it. But it does allow them to eventually communicate in a way that they never would have before. So to understand are you like? No, but it, like it, if you look at it from the outside, to understand each other. It it just it worked very well for the narrative, and I thought it was a good use of the force. But if you look at it from a zoomed out perspective, what's a villain really good at doing but taking credit for something that they had nothing to do with that benefits them in that moment? So saying, I'm the one who brought your minds together. What if Snoke had nothing to do oh, with sure. it? Oh, sure. I don't know. I mean... And, and say it's like, I don't know, there was a couple of twins born a while ago that have to yeah, you know, have yeah, an ability yeah, to yeah. feel each other from across I don't the galaxy. Know. I guess we'll find out. Sometimes. Sometimes they can only feel each other when their lips touch. But, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I'm just saying that <laughs> oh, um, e- even e- throw the throw the twin aspect of it out. Well, they're not twins. They're, 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 looking they're very different ages. They're looking at, well, I don't know, you know, maybe it took a while to get the other one out. Um, very long birth. Very long birth. Uh, they're pushing, or what seems to be so hard for when the dark rises, the light meets it, balance, balance, balance. Maybe that's an issue of the Force trying to become balanced and getting these two polar opposites to come to some sort of middle. Right. You know? It could be. It yeah. could be. That's an interesting And theory. Snoke was just like, yeah, I did that shit. <laughs> of course, I am the one who joined your minds. It totally wasn't something that I didn't foresee right. at all. Right. Exactly. The lightsaber was a topic of conversation about two years ago, and uh, there's been a lot of new rules added to the lightsaber. I think that the lightsaber is a very different weapon in the current canon than it was previously. So my question, really for both of you, because we actually kind of avoided actually answering this question. We got we got on a tangent the last time. Do the new lightsaber rules add to the story or take away from it? And what I mean by that is, you know, lightsabers now, in order to make one, you have to find your crystal. It has to call to you. And it doesn't seem that a dark side force user even has the ability to find one naturally. Sure, they, but they, they have didn't to before. Take... Oh, they didn't before? No, they had to make synthetic crystals before. They were synthetic. Okay, so that's that's an element then that has been taken over. But right. um, there seemingly there would be no such there is no such thing as a synthetic lightsaber crystal anymore. In Apparently. order to make a lightsaber, it has to be imbued with the force, and it has to be found by someone who is using what we would consider the light side of the force. Sure. A dark side force user, in order to turn the crystal red, has to bleed that crystal, has to take whatever was special about it, essentially, out of it to make it their own. Actually, um, I, I think that you have that backwards, because I think the Jedi have it backwards. Okay, great. Of course you do. <laughs> Why do you say that, Ben? Well, because the lightsaber itself is a weapon. I think the reason that the, you have to be a light side user to find the crystal is because the crystal itself is a dark side thing because opposites attract what that the, that doesn't s- give me your basis for that theory because that doesn't seem magnets to make any sense well look at well sure magnets but why are you saying that it is naturally a dark side thing because it, it's a, it calls out only to members of the light side and not to members of the dark side they say it's calling out but that's how the jedi are referring to it 
So it's really a Jedi can find the crystal that emanates or links with them. Maybe they're looking for the crystal that is the opposite emanation they have, the dark side version of their light side, because the lightsaber itself is a weapon. There's no there's no non-weapon use for it. So that would be a dark side use of the force under the light and dark interpretation. Your ability to pull theories out of your ass will never ever <laughs> it, cease to it's amaze not me. totally out of the ass. I mean, Yoda does describe using the forces only in defense. Right, right. And, and, and the Jedi the, describe their lightsabers as a defensive the tool. The Jedi are fucking lying. Then we make, also describe our nuclear arsenal as defensive. Bullshit. That's yeah, an offensive then, weapon. Then make a light shield. Yeah. Don't make a sword. Make a shield. But you don't. You make a sword. A sword is a weapon used to cut. Weapons do not, are not defensive. They are offensive. Except that the Jedi use them in a defensive posture frequently. Right. The Jedi use them as a defensive posture and up the until Sith, they want to the kill for somebody. That Darth Vader has reflected lightsaber bolts it, or, or yeah. uh, blaster yeah, bolts. Yeah. It is... It does have a defensive purpose sure. as well. Right up until you cut a man's arm off. Right. A bar. It has a defensive right. use, not a defensive purpose. Those are very different. Okay, excuse me. No, I just mean they are. They're different. And the purpose of a lightsaber is to cut someone in half or cut off their arm because you need to get a drink and that's what you do on a Friday night okay. in every canteen. But regardless of all of that, do you think that the new rules, that the new understanding of the lightsaber adds to the story or takes away from it does it take away something special that was there before no um i think it adds a little bit because before it was the sith were a synthetic lightsaber crystal they were made in a lab made wherever it gives a little bit of lore and legend to a sith lightsaber being something that you know it's like a the sniper taking the projectile bullet out of his enemy's weapon sure because it was meant for him right well i'm taking that crystal out of that jedi's weapon because it was meant to cut me in half right and now i'm going to twist and turn this thing to make it suit my needs rather than just finding it in a cave and being like oh you're a pretty little green boy and sticking it in a silver tube and hey i got a lightsaber i'm physically rending i'm changing this crystal to be what i want it to be and manifest the way I want it to manifest. So I feel like it adds a little bit to the Sith legend, but it doesn't really do anything for me for the Jedi because, hey, I found a rock, I stuck it in a tube, and bingo, lightsaber. So right. why are okay. they always red when they're blood? Because blood is... Well, well I know blood is we red. We understand blood as red. Um, I think, And I understand why they would refer to it as bleeding. I'm asking why it always becomes red when you attune it to a dark side user. I guess I'm, I'm not sure, Ben. Probably I, I because humans associate red with rage. You know, I was seeing red. Yes. I was just red with rage. Because blah, blah, blah. George Lucas thought... Artistic. Yes, George Lucas thought it would be cool to have a red blade for the villain. Probably. Well, I think it's cool, too. I'm just, I was just wondering if there was an in-canon explanation for why it always... Because it can be green, it can be purple, it can be blue. Right. If you're a light side user. In its natural state. What do you... But why is it never naturally red? I don't know. Because to get purple, you have to have red in there. I mean, that's how light works. And Mace Windu is one who could use the dark side. In theory. In theory. In theory. I think that Kylo Ren and his journey through the dark side is a lot different than the others that we've seen right i agree you have dark i mean darth vader and emperor palpatine and the grand inquisitor 
and assumedly, I think, of the other Inquisitors as well. A lot of dark side force users wind up getting the yellow red eyes, sure. right? Then that seems to me to be an indication that they have given themselves fully, right? To this. Right, which is why Dooku's not a bad now, guy. Do, right, Dooku, we never see with the red eyes, but that doesn't mean he's not a bad person. And we'll, again, we will have that conversation well, another day. I'm never going to argue that you need the red eyes to, or the orange eyes to be a bad person because I've argued that the Jedi are bad people and they don't have orange eyes. But yes, I, I think we both agree, or we all agree that <laughs> the yellow, red, rage eyes are okay, you are fully in it, you're pot committed. Right. You're in the throes of the dark side. But yeah. Kylo Ren has never had these eyes. Not that we've seen. Not that we've seen. Nope. And even, so, even when he's having his emo freakouts and cutting up walls and smashing helmets, he, you know. Right. He Well, he's wearing a helmet at that time. He's not just a boy that wants it. to skate. That would be so much better. But when that he is not. That would be a great scene if he was beating up the helmet <laughs> while he was wearing it. Just <laughs> smashing his head into the elevator gah, wall. Gah, gah. <laughs> if he is. When we have seen him unhelmeted, mm-hmm. he's never had those eyes. Correct. Even when he killed Han Solo, Did even Snoke when he killed Snoke, and I don't believe that we've ever seen Snoke have them either. Um, so the question would be, do you think that that represents something bigger? Do you think that you have to have those eyes to be a true dark side person? Like, what, what, what significance do you think that has? To be a dark side user, I don't think you have to have those eyes to be genuinely fully open and have given your body as a vessel to the dark side i think that's when your eyes switch okay you can use the dark side without the sith eyes right we saw dooku through force lightning right um i mean darth maul kind of had them the entire time yeah but he was, oh I, i'm sorry i didn't even mention maul he, yes, was, maul, he was just obviously. built to be a rage monster i mean they named him maul for a reason sure did, did his brother have uh yeah his brother did as well but again i i think that may have been more of a natural feature yeah, i think their eyes are, were already well but that, that would make sense because the planet they're from is naturally imbued with the dark side that's right. true yeah right. I, I think mother talzin also had it of sure. the night sisters but yeah, I think uh, once you're fully open to it, you get the yellow crazy Ooh, eyes. But Asajj didn't. Asajj Ventress did not, no. And she was from that same planet. That's true. Yep. But well, she winds up becoming a good character. Well, a middle-of-the-road oh, character. Oh, she's a great right? character. When You know what I mean. Like, <laughs> on the good side. When uh, Anakin is visiting the daycare. Okay, and then he goes to Mustafar and visits all the leaders there. He does the slow turn, the oh look into the camera, and he's got the Sith eyes. Right. When he does did he not get him? Ha- What's that? Did he have him when he was slaughtering children? No, I do I'm not just saying in the did. order. No. So slaughtering children is not inherently bad, is what we're learning. I don't know. I don't know, Ben. You can apply that if you'd like. It depends on who the kids are, I guess. <laughs> um, oh Jesus! But he has the Sith eyes when he does the slow pan look down the barrel of the camera. Obi-Wan comes out. He says, you know, either you're with me or you're my enemy or whatever. Corn the ass eyes line. don't show up. The, the eyes do fight. not show up through the entire fight. It's only when he's on the ground, mostly limbless. Full, In fact, completely limbless, completely limbless with the exception of the mechanical limb. About that, to be on fire. Right. That the eyes return. Yeah. And that's when he's fully, I hate you, you know, and he's trying to stay alive. So I think open himself up to the dark side super defensive mechanism and it grabbed a hold of him and that's when you saw the the sith eyes come back and i believe that the eyes then stay with him through the rest of his life until he is unmasked by luke at the end of return of the jedi because there there are several 
instances in which Darth Vader's been without his helmet that you can... Right. It's been depicted Busted he has open. the eyes. Yep. Right. Right. Um, so Kylo Ren not having those eyes, even after all of these things, I think it's just another, another fact that cements that he may not be completely... Kylo Ren just wants story. a daddy. Yeah. He's got, he's got severe daddy issues. He just wants to make whatever daddy he can find happy. That's it. Right. I, yeah. You can't convince me that he's fallen to the dark side. Doesn't kill mom. Cries when he kills dad. Yeah. Gets gets permission from dad to kill him. Right. It's not quite the same. Um, also, I wanted to point out that Ben, this is another Ben, you're right moment. Yeah, um, I like those. Yeah. So back... When we talked about this originally, that was when you first brought up the idea that the Jedi were likely something different back in their formation. And there was something that you and I noticed during our last viewing of The Last Jedi that we did not mention on Mike, but I'm going to now. There is a symbol Mm -hmm. in that temple. And in fact, it is the symbol in the water, in the the small reflecting pool, um, that it shows a figure in that symbol and it's almost a yin yang symbol there is there is a white or a an ivory side of that symbol and there is a dark or ebony side of that symbol as well right that's the jing jang right and i version of the yin yang and i prime jedi or whatever they call it yeah yes the prime jedi that's that was what I was gonna. That was what I was thinking of. So the figure in that symbol is called the Prime Jedi, and if it is being depicted with both of those symbols, that would lead me to believe that back in the day, even even more so, the Jedi must have used both aspects of the Force in equal fashion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that that's a... Thanks for coming around to the right side. Incredibly... Well, not not coming around. I've been agreeing with you on that theory for, for this entire podcast. Okay, well, thanks for continuing well, to any, agree. Any religious order, the people screw it up. Right. Right? Given enough time away from the prime or the starting point of said ethos, the people are the ones that screw it all up. Right. People people suck. Yeah. So, right. if you know... It was a war of attrition. Eventually, the Jedi slowly over centuries just changed a little bit, changed a little bit, changed a little bit. And finally, you have these people who are saying, well, you can use the force, but only this kind of force stuff. Don't use the other kind of force stuff. We're going to call that the dark side. It's just the force. It doesn't. What you do with it is good, bad or in between. Right. But it just well, exists. The force itself is amoral. What right. you do with it is moral or immoral. Right. Right. Use and, it. and that would lead us to. Well, well. But I can't entirely agree with you, because that would lead us to the main event, right? The, sure. fi- the final part of this conversation. And that would be the chosen one, the idea of the chosen one, and the prophecy as, like you said, people screw things up, the interpretation of said prophecy. Sure. Right? So, in the recently released book in the year of 2019 here, Master and Apprentice, which features Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan in one of their first documented adventures together. Mm-hmm. Um, the prophecy is is revealed again, right? But this time, it's a little different. It says that someone born of no mother will come and bring ultimate balance to the Force. Born of no mother. Born of no mother. That is a specific requirement of whoever this figure is going to be. So that would lead me to believe... And also, there's no mention of the Sith. In past material, in expanded universe material from the old Legends, now canon, um, 
the Sith were always a part of the prophecy. They were always, it was, they will destroy the Sith and bring balance to the Force. But now, the Sith have been stripped away from that prophecy. Now it appears that it is simply can't be born, or, or not, not born of a mother, born of no Born of no father, I believe. Okay. Yes. I was going to say, because born my, of no mother, mistake. I was like, yes. I'm going to let you That's explain this, but yeah. I was loading my cannon over here, too, thinking right. like, okay, some some sorry dude put his dirty sock in the hamper and found a <laughs> baby the next day. That's thing. right. <laughs> born, born, of, born of no father. So that would limit the list of candidates of what we've seen down to a very few, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, sure. really only one. How old is this prophecy? I, I'm not sure. 2019 years old. It's ancient. <laughs> well, I'm just because if I was a Sith Lord who was about to manipulate the Force so that a Force baby would be born, you're damn right. I'd start a prophecy saying that when that happens, yeah, that person is the chosen one. Good or, point. If I were in the Jedi Order and fighting the Sith forever, guess what line I would add to the prophecy? The about Sith. the Sith. The chosen one is going to destroy the Sith. Of course. Well, yeah. Because so, when you're in a hopeless situation, what do you do to, to rally the troops? You tell them a story. Right. You, you give them the hope. Santa Claus prophecy. Right. But right? that that is the version of the prophecy, the one that I just discussed. That is the version that Qui-Gon Jinn comes across before he meets Anakin Skywalker and determines this is the kid. This is the kid. Sure. Like, it has to be. And I will say... I. Definitively, yes, I agree with him. I believe that Anakin Skywalker is the only character so far in the in Star Wars that has a chance of being this chosen one. However, I think he already missed the boat on actually fulfilling his destiny of being the chosen one. Okay. Explain. Mortis. Mortis is one of my favorite my favorite story right, arc. Yeah, right, which yeah, is yeah. why I'm surprised that we never really thought about this before. We've we've always the argument between you and I, Ben, started with, well, you understood the balance the balance idea to be the amount of people in the galaxy that can that are dedicated to those aspects well, of I the just force. said that that is an, uh, balancing a balance point. Right, that is a balancing point. But but what I'm saying is, you specifically at the beginning of our podcast, you you were of the opinion that the reason why Anakin was the chosen one was because he quote unquote balanced the force by eliminating the right, Jedi. There were two Jedi, two Sith. That's balanced. Sure, but you have. And I've gone back and listened, so you can't claim that you haven't because it's recorded. Everybody can hear it. Uh, back last October, when we were talking about the Freemaker adventures, you have admitted now that that aspect, that that interpretation of that prophecy really cannot be correct. Because there's still Force users everywhere. Correct. They, right. It is not a, di- <coughs> a, a two-sided that, coin. There are Force well, users that are not specifically we don't know. light side it, it or depends. dark side. Well, if they're not specifically light side or dark side, they're then neither. there is zero, so it doesn't matter. So you would have to be able to demonstrate that there are more dark or light side users to have Anakin not have balanced the Force. Because, sure. as we were discussing before, if you are a Force user and no one teaches you the dogmatic of light or dark, you're just a Force you're user. You're just a Force right, user. You're because the dogmatic of light definition. or dark is what the Jedi teach people. Correct. Sure. But I think that this larger idea of balance, like the ultimate balance, which is what they were referring to in this prophecy, ultimate balance, well... It's been established now that the the force wielders on Mortis, the father, the son, and the daughter, they are 
mythical figures, almost deity-level creatures that Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka come across when they are drawn into, and by the way, I've done my research on this, Mortis is not a real place. You cannot find it in the galaxy. It is an alternate plane of existence. Part of the world between worlds? Possibly. But yes. I not not for sure. Not explicitly. But yes, it is an alternate plane of existence that the Force runs through. And with it being this alternate plane of existence, you could almost look at it as somewhere... Where, what what am I trying to say? Okay, when Anakin is brought there, the father straight up says it. You are the chosen one. Yep. You are the only person that can take my place here. In my opinion, that's it. If you're if you're gonna look at the idea of the chosen one actually being a real thing, then I think that that was Anakin's chance to actually fulfill the destiny of the chosen one and keep the balance between the epitome, the embodiment of the dark side and the epitome and embodiment of the light side of the force. When that gets fucked up and both all of these force wielders die and Anakin and Ahsoka and Obi-Wan return to reality, that's where shit goes off the rails, right? That's where the, the galaxy starts to take a turn I mean, because well, the Palpatine, shit was off the rails before that. The shit was off the rails before that, but it, it really starts to go off the rails not too far after that. And Anakin falls to the dark, you know, to the dark side, and sure. and the galaxy has changed forever. Not that I'm saying everything that happens after I, that point is because of what happens on Mortis, but I think that if you're really gonna take a hard look at it and say, yes, Anakin is the chosen one, and he was meant to bring balance to the Force. In my opinion, the opportunity that he had to actually fulfill that destiny, he did not do he was not able to accomplish i i have a te- well first off he was definitely able to accomplish it he chose not to but um i have a somewhat tangentially related question that popped into my head while you were talking okay because he was listening so closely well i was listening to what he was saying and it dawned on me because you use the term fall to the dark side and we think of the well, force, right? But that—that's no, no, no. That's he, a habit, right? That's right. Just but what they how they refer for to just it. a second. Sure. The Jedi are constantly telling you not to use the dark side of the force, right? Right. Have we ever in canon seen a Sith tell you not to use the light side? No, because they tell you to open yourself up to the light side, but they never tell you to abandon the dark side. Kind of. In Force Awakens, when Snoke says you have to go, you know. Oh, that, the droid that's is in the true. hands yes. of Solo. Kylo Ren says, hopefully I will not be seduced. Right. You need to push yourself past that boundary of the light and become and get the yellow eyes, right? And, and become eyes. a full right. agent of darkness, so to speak. I was just I was thinking about it. I, I that maybe I hadn't thought of that part. But most of the time when we hear talk of the dark side, it's let the dark side flow through you right. give yourself to the, but it's never abandoned the, it never explicitly says abandon the light and the reason why matt i said that i disagreed with you before is because i think that there are there's enough evidence to lead to the conclusion that the, there is a definite dark side of the force there is a or well we're calling it the dark side but there is a nature to the force an element of the force that when you allow it to flow through you and you get the yellow eyes it is destructive 
not just to yourself, but obviously sure, but everything so around is, you. It, but we've had this fight before. Everything can be destructive if used. Right, but it's not a fight. This is not a fight. I'm saying I disagree with the idea that the force is just the force because there is a not so good element to this right. No, I, I completely f- agree. There's there's terrible shit you can do with the force. There's great shit you can do with the force. The force doesn't care which one you use. Ah, that's. No. A, I don't know about that. Sure. Have, it's it's you, like medicine. Think think about it as medicine. Opium can help you deal with pain. It can uh, ease your passing if you're dying. It can allow you you to function until your body heals. Opium is itself amoral. We've used opium for hundreds of years to do wonderful things for humanity, but humans abuse it and become addicts, and then we have an opium crisis and a heroin crisis. And all these, but the opium itself doesn't give two shits. But there, there's a difference between opium and the force because the force has been demonstrated as something that seeks to balance itself. Right? You oh, no. It, for example, when? I mean, granted, it may it may just be their interpretation of it. But uh, Snow- darkness, the right? Ride, light rises Snoke to meet says it. as much in Last Jedi. They're a great source of well power, but now being used for darkness, Kylo Ren, and the light to meet it in Rey. Now that could just be again his interpretation of it, but it seems pretty obvious to me. But now you're that saying that the could force be has the f- agency. I think the force does have agency. So midichlorians are a hive mind? Right. I, uh, I don't think I, we've ever I seen go that actually far. any description and of that. If the force has genuine agency, I don't think it would pick bumbling fucks to enact its will. You know what I mean? I also don't think that free will would be that much of a thing where Anakin could be like, oh, I'm the chosen one? Rad. I'm going to go back and you know, go off the rails with the entire galaxy. Which, by the way, saying the galaxy was terrible forever, there's a lot of people that that change was probably good for. Oh, no, no, I'm not saying terrible. I'm saying it was changed, oh, yeah, though, forever changed, yeah. in a dramatic fashion that was bad for a lot of people. But for a lot of people, it didn't matter because whether it, if you didn't look up to see what flag was flying, it didn't really change your life a whole lot. I, sure. I look at the force like I look at water. It's I and yes, I know I'm a huge geek. I think about this kind of thing for hours at a time. Sometimes I look at water. Water is something that supports life. We can't have life without it, right? Or at least not life as we know it. However, a tablespoon of it can kill you. Water doesn't care which way it goes, whether it's harboring algae that is going to make fuel for us to heat our homes and survive. Or whether it's going to make algae that if you get in the water, you're definitely going to get sick and die. The water is just busy being the water. It's how the user of the water chooses. You know, I could put ice in my drink and have a nice, cool, refreshing drink. Sure. Or I could take an icicle and jab it through your head. Right. The water didn't care. The water was just hard at that point, and you chose to do with it what you want. Okay, okay. So if you look at the force, like I look at a bucket of water, either I can use this water to take sips of grow a garden, nurture my family, or I can use this bucket of water to slam my wife's head into until the bubbles stop. The water didn't change its opinion. The water just was. So you don't think that there's any possibility that when the force flows through people unconsciously, like, for example, Anakin and pod racing. Sure. Right. Sure. You don't think that there's any level of of fate, of destiny to that. I'm not sure. Only because we've never seen the force through someone passive or 
we've never seen the force flowing through someone passively and seen them make terrible or great decisions or end up terrible or great because of that passive force use. Okay, okay. You see people get incredibly lucky time and time again. Ron Solo, I think, to some degree, had the force on his side. I agree. He had L3. He didn't need the force. But (laughs) But it didn't care. It just opportunities were there. Luck was there, whatever you want to call it. But until you apply a person using it in the way they want to, the force seems to give you better reaction speed makes you a good pod racer i can run faster jump higher i can you know sure i have a way with books i can memorize numbers i'm great with math those are all passive things i've i've haven't seen a canon or an expanded universe or any other uh, example of the force acting out through someone to be either good or bad sure i i it, I it's always in between that. it's always just I'm, it, it just is. And I think, and frankly, I, again, I can't believe I never thought of this before, but what you just listed, all of those examples, are things that we see in real life. Sure. Constantly. 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 And I think that, that that's actually beautiful, that the these natural abilities that we have as, as people, as humans, there are people who are incredibly athletically gifted, you know, mentally, with math, gifted, yeah. right? Yeah, right. Those people... In the Star Wars universe, the force is just flowing through them in in a different way. But in our real life, you could almost think of it as maybe the force is flowing through us in a different right. way. Stevie Ray Vaughan was meant to play that guitar. There we go. He was never meant to do, be crunching numbers or sitting at a desk. You know, Jimi Hendrix was meant to play that guitar. Right. I could practice every day, every waking second. And you will never be Stevie Ray's. I'll Stevie never Ray even Vaughan. come close to it. He's got more talent in his fingernail trimmings than I have in my entire body and will continue to until my hopefully early death. So yeah, that's the way I look at the force. It's either flowing through you and it's manifesting itself as an opportunities to you or, you know, whatever you want to call it. But okay. people are the ones that screw it up. So with all of that being said, uh, my idea that Anakin missed his opportunity to bring ultimate balance to the force, which would mean that it would not play any further part in the rest of the Star Wars saga beyond that point. I mean, do you do you agree that that could be a possibility or do you interpret it differently? I think it's a possibility, but I think if he was really going to bring balance to it, because in that world, I looked at it as a personified reflection of the galaxy we had just come from. So you saw the absolute dark, the absolute light, and the middle of the road. To balance that, I think Anakin would have had to step in and be like, light and dark, you're out of here. There. Okay. And Well, but then he would have had to have remained. I think he might have anyway. Because if he's supplanting the father, right. he can't just be like, you two, knock it off, and then just leave. I mean... Somebody's got to be there to keep them in check or keep that, them balanced. That's what I mean. So he would have had to have stayed, though, to Absolutely. be, to be yeah. that person. Yeah. Yep. Right. Do you? I mean, my question to you both is, do you think that that is the answer? Or is there another answer that you can foresee happening or playing itself out? Well, Anakin could still be the chosen one. Well, that's what I mean. Anakin is the... He was the chosen one. But he one. could still bring balance to the Force. In what fashion? Perhaps, and and I'm just throwing shit wildly at the wall here. That is, at some point in Star Wars, been possible. Perhaps 
Anakin's Force Ghost manipulated the midichlorian so that Rey was born. And she's ultimately the person who brings down the light and dark. Anakin's the person who did that. Anakin ultimately brought balance to the Force. Perhaps the Force is already balanced when Anakin destroyed, left Mortis and the planet was destroyed. And one of the reasons the world, the universe is so fucked up is because humans are still clinging to old ideas that don't matter anymore because the Force itself just was. And his sacrifice of Palpatine is what ultimately set everything on the road to being the Force is a neutral entity. Um, it could be that Anakin, I don't know, there's a million things that it could be. Um, all of them are possible until we see in canon what it's going to be. Okay. So, yes, you could be right. You could also be wrong. Okay. Yeah, that's how I look at most things. I could be right, but I'm, I could be wrong. <laughs> There's an equal chance I'm wrong. Uh, usually for me, it's 60-40 that yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I think it's a good theory. Um, I like that the possibility of him having already balanced the scales is there. And again, people are screwing it all up. Uh, I don't think Snoke was a Sith. I think he's reading old stuff and wanting to bring that power back. Well, right. He's not a Sith. It's we talked about this two weeks ago, Ben, the idea that Snoke, I think he looks at the Sith tradition and he says, you guys fuck this up. You guys are dumb. Well, but realistically, the people we think of as Sith just looked at the Sith tradition. Well, because Sith was a race. Sith besides. was a race. Yeah. The, right. But the, again, and I think. You're going to find hope. Well, maybe we'll find out with Skywalker. The term Skywalker is used much the same. They just adopted the term Sith as the name for their sect, their religion, their way of thinking. Sure. Anakin being the chosen one could go a hundred different ways. Really, with the Force Ghosts affecting things, I had never thought about that before. Or are you going to look at it and say, well, Luke and Leia are Anakin's descendants. We know for sure Kylo Ren is an Anakin descendant. So if Kylo Ren does something to bring balance to everything, are they going to look back and be like, well, see, Anakin did it. Right. Anakin had to be, if Anakin wasn't there. Right. 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 But but it wasn't his direct action, I guess. Well, yeah, it was, unless you think Padme raped him, which is possible. No, that, but that's not how that, I don't know. Your interpret. The problem here is we're all trying to interpret the prophecy. We're trying to interpret the Which prophecy. has already changed once wildly in just the past right. 20, right. 20 and, years. It's changed three times. And anything that we put on the prophecy, the only thing I think we can definitively say is the chosen one is someone born of no mother. It could be that Ray father. is father. 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 That's right. Sorry, I was, I, I was listening to Zach. Yeah, you yeah we got rid of the crusty sock into baby. <laughs> um, but... Uh, someone born of no father. Now that could be Ray. Could be a reincarnation of that being. Could be. Um, could be a million different things. But that's all we actually know, and that they're going to bring balance to the force. Ultimate balance. Right, but it it doesn't matter whether well, it's not the word ultimate in now. Yes, that okay. I, I made, okay. I've mentioned that but several times. It doesn't times. matter if it is ultimate or not balance. because we're still in, now we're just interpreting the word ultimate and interpreting the word balance. Because ultimately, we're looking. Ultimately, we're we're looking at what you and I consider balance of the force, and that doesn't matter. It matters what the people who wrote the prophecy said about meant about balance. If you look at, if we take the Prime Jedi as an example, the Mosaic Man, if we look at him as 
I'm just going to put a pin in it and say that's that's balanced. That's perfect. That was number one. And then if you take two lines and start walking away from center, one line being the Sith, one line being the Jedi, the more extreme they became in their methodology and their beliefs, the further you get from that center, the more that balance wants to drastically jerk up and down side to side. Right. To get everybody to come back to the middle, middle of the ground, I think that is at least that's my understanding or my hope for what they want for a balance sure you know like the jedi have gotten too far this way the sith have gotten too far that way they're both assholes in their own special way uh we need to get everybody to come back and see that you know the the force is just the force don't be a dickhead with it but really all we need for balance is zero sum so that could mean there's 400 people who are super super evil and 400 people who are just as super super good we still have balance but i think that that i i think that that idea it doesn't hold any weight anymore because the idea of i i think that bringing balance to the force does not imply the people who are using it but i think it's the the actual idea itself but my point now is best summarized or summarized by the fact that you just said i think again we're all interpreting the prophecy and we don't know what right. it right. actually means. but ben that's what we do that's what we are doing now but if you want to look at the zero sum is balance okay let's right. go with that if you put master yoda as a sum of one all right and emperor palpatine as a negative one balance yep the kid in the stable that pulls over the broom with his hand and then stands there and watch a comet fly by, I don't think equals a one. No, he's probably a zero. He, he's probably... Right. So everyone out there who's using the Force either pack passively or, I'm going to say, incredibly semi-actively in a non-dogmatic way, right? Right. Give me that beer, you know, fetch me the remote, that kind of thing. These aren't the droids you're looking for. I don't think they count into the non-sum f- or the you know the no sum figure i think we have to get rid of the extreme ends which is the jedi and the sith i I don't necessarily disagree with you i'm just saying that one thing we know through through the history of the star wars saga is people have misinterpreted this prophecy and we're attempting to interpret that prophecy too assuming that we know what it means and we really don't right there's a hundred different things that balance could mean well and we have no idea who wrote it either Right. Or what they meant or when they actually And if wrote I know it. one thing about prophecies, whoever wrote it down isn't they're always cheering for the home team. Right. right. The prophet is never it's never like I'm going to write a prophet and then he came and wiped out the city I live in and killed everyone that lives there. Enjoy. Right. No, you know, it doesn't. always works out for the writer. Or at least it tries to. Yeah. The right. writer intends it to, which is why the Jedi saying it's a jedi prophecy and jedi are against the sith it obviously must mean wiping out the sith but as we talked about then wiping out the sith doesn't balance the force it makes it all good that's a huge positive number for lack of a better because that's the way we're describing it that's not balance just like wiping out the jedi wouldn't be balance right um and if snoke is correct and when he says the darkness rises and the light to meet it well, if you have one rise at a 20 level, a negative 20 is going to show up to, to try and balance, balance it out. It. Sure. Just like water will try and seek sea level. Right. That's right. why I said water is how I look at it. 
And that is a great place to end this conversation. I hope you guys had fun. I hope that we all helped each other see different viewpoints. And I hope that you listening were able to take something away from this that you had uh, had never thought of before. And if you did, or if you laughed at the whole thing and you thought, these, these jokers, they don't understand Star Wars. Well, we want you to share your opinions with us. We want you to share this conversation with your friends uh, and have conversations of your own. That's what this is all about. Uh, you can email us at newjediarchives at, g- uh, at gmail.com. Uh, you can get a hold of us on our Facebook page, and we will respond. I promise you, we will. Or you can find us in real life, and we can have this conversation once again. Matt, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thanks. And I always have a good time talking about imaginary things with grown men. That's right. And I hope that you'll join and that's us. that's what we do, so I'm glad. <laughs> I hope that you'll join us next time as well. Like I'd I said, I, I think that that conversation about Palpatine and his possible role in the future it's its fascinating and we're going to be talking a lot about what we think we could see from the Star Wars universe going forward and what we would like to see from the Star Wars universe going forward sure. in two weeks until then Matt may the force be with you and with you and Ben may the force be with you and also with you Zach This has been a Galactic Netcast production. For more, go to GNCast.com.